0: Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknett. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, folks. So I recently uh, attended the Physicians for Ancestral Health Winter Conference. Uh, This is a conference that uh, is held every January, uh, and it's the fourth time that I've been. Uh, This most recent one was in San Diego, Um, and this is an organization that uh, I've been with um, almost since its inception, and it's really the only real, uh, quote, medical conference that I attend anymore, um, largely because it's very different from your typical medical conference um, Number one, because it's uh, a group of people who believe in eating real food, Uh, it's the only conference where uh, real food is actually served. Um, So it's amazing uh, just to know that your meals are going to only consist of whole nutrient-dense foods, cooked in healthy oils uh, with plenty of healthy fat and so on, and you don't have to worry about how you're going to navigate the lunch buffet. Uh, The other uh, thing that's great about the conference is... uh, It's not a thinly veiled advertisement for drug companies. Um, We don't have any relationships with drug companies, so um, they're not uh, sponsoring any of the content. Unfortunately, uh, the relationship between the drug companies and many of the larger medical institutions uh, is a very cozy one. So it's uh, hard to know uh, when you're hearing a talk or a presentation and you oftentimes never really know where that message is actually coming from. Uh, The other great thing about this conference is that I get to meet people who are uh, alive and passionate about the work they're doing. So many doctors these days are working in a system that asks them to treat an increasingly sick population um, in less time with a toolkit that just isn't up to the task. Um, It's like every auto mechanic was given 10 minutes to fix a car and the only tool they had was a shovel. Um, Nobody would be surprised if we had a world full of unsatisfied auto mechanics, unable to successfully perform the job they chose, and uh, moreover, a world full of broken down cars. So the doctors in this organization are all looking for ways to change this, uh, both on an individual level in their own lives and practice, but also more broadly, um, which is part of the mission of this organization. And the reason I thought I would share it here on the podcast uh, today is, uh, number one, to let people know that we exist, um, since the Migraine Miracle Plan uses an ancestral approach. And so to raise awareness about the fact that uh, this organization is out there and that we're trying to bring these ideas and these principles that, as you know, are so transformative uh, to a wider audience. Uh, But also, uh, number two, to talk about kind of how this all uh, relates to our broader healthcare system, and kind of uh, how to think about what's going on in healthcare and what the future of healthcare looks like, and sort of how you as an individual can kind of navigate uh, what's often a really confusing um, environment when it comes to uh, medicine in order to kind of try to get the best level of care for yourself and your family. Another great thing about this group is it's a diverse mix of people. So we have uh, many different specialties represented uh, from uh, general practitioners to radiologists and psychiatrists, anesthesiologists, nephrologists, uh, OBGYNs. Um, And then we also have some really great non-physician members who also attend the conference to share their own perspective and wisdom, um, including the great Daryl Edwards, uh, who runs the site PrimalPlay.com, and who's committed to reprogramming our conventional attitudes about exercise and try to bring back play into our daily lives and to uh, uh, promote and spread the idea that uh, movement and physical activity is medicine. So just like here, we try to reframe uh, food from being the enemy, which is how uh, many migranters conceive of it, to, be, to uh, medicine, uh, Daryl's also trying to get people to reframe exercise as, as a form of medicine, which is a very appropriate uh, analogy. And many of us in, in this organization are kind of alone in our own little island where we practice. Uh, kind of swimming upstream against uh, money and cultural inertia and uh, these kind of institutionalized ways of doing things that uh, we think don't work. Um, And we all get to come together around a shared vision for what needs to happen uh, for healthcare to actually work for our patients. And we all believe, as I do, that most of chronic illness uh, results from a mismatch between the lives we currently lead and the lives of our wild hunter-gatherer ancestors, and that this mismatch concept is the most useful framing device for understanding, kind of from first principles, what constitutes optimum diet and lifestyle for a human being, and the root causes of the chronic diseases uh, of lifestyle that comprise most of what a 21st century physician now sees. Obviously, those of you who are enjoying relief from chronic migraine understand the power and potential of this perspective and how desperately the rest of the world needs to hear it. And those of you who've uh, read the success stories in our Facebook group um, on beastlayers.com or uh, listened to my last episode with uh, Gregory Acker, who told his uh, incredible story of transformation, uh, know that we can achieve things that would be totally impossible within the tra- traditional healthcare system by incorporating these ancestral health principles. In the past century or so, there's been... A huge change in the nature of uh, our patient population, such that now the majority of what any doctor sees are uh, illnesses that we would say are entirely preventable. And uh, I think everybody in the organization finds this both maddening and inspiring at the same time. Maddening because there's so much unnecessary suffering, and because there's no way that our current Uh, conventional treatments and the paradigm from which those treatments have emerged that pharmaceuticals can solve these problems, there's no way that can work. But it's also inspiring because we can clearly envision a possible future where the average person enjoys health and wellness many orders of magnitude above uh, the average today if we can make the necessary changes that will make that happen. And the fundamental problem here is not that Western medicine is uh, inherently bad or that uh, doctors are incompetent. Uh, the problem is that we have a system uh, that we're currently working in that was dissolved to solve uh, a problem that's very different than the one we now face. So the medical clinic you know, started out as a means of treating people who had an acute problem, uh, typically with a single cause. So things like a broken leg or a strep infection in the throat or a ruptured aorta. Um, and it's not set up to treat conditions that are uh, chronic and the result of multiple factors. So migraine is an excellent example of that. Uh, for so many people, it is a chronic condition, and it, re- and it results from the combination of many different factors. And uh, the treatments that are used all, you know, A, only address a single factor, and B, uh, don't even address uh, root causes uh, in, any de- in any fashion. And so what so often happens um, in these cases of chronic illness, as it does in the case of migraine, is that when you have treatments that were devised to solve a different kind of problem, you oftentimes inadvertently uh, worsen the problem you're trying to treat. And so this is really a problem with the system, again, uh, one that is both not designed to solve the problems uh, we now face, and where many of the incentives uh, for the individuals in that system promote behaviors that either don't do anything to solve those problems or, uh, or worsen them. Uh, most every physician goes into medicine because they want to help people, and they want to be successful in that mission. Um, Yet that's nearly impossible to achieve uh, by any sober assessment of our current system. And that's a very frustrating place uh, to be in. And many of the people in the Physicians for Ancestral Health organization have had their own uh, personal and oftentimes eye-opening transformation, uh, like I did, after they adopted an ancestral lifestyle. As you know, this was the case for me as, among other things, my migraines miraculously vanished um, after uh, I did so. And... Many of us have also seen for ourselves just how much more we can help our patients using this approach and that the power and effectiveness of lifestyle interventions, uh, particularly when they're informed by evolutionary biology, radically eclipse anything we could have ever achieved with our prescription pads. And so we see this approach as a means of fulfilling that promise, you know, we made to help people and to realize our goal of making a meaningful difference in the lives of our patients and to be successful at the job we do. I know that many of you uh, after you've been through the transformation that uh, adopting these kind of changes can bring not only for your migraines but also for your uh, for health and well-being in general, you want to kind of grab your friends and family by the shoulders and say wake up, there's a much better way of, of living, um, and it's amazing. And we feel similarly. Uh, we've caught a glimpse of what's possible if we can incorporate these principles into the standard of care. And we also want to grab our colleagues by the shoulder and get them to wake up. So ultimately, those of us in this organization want to spark a movement. And we want to not only accelerate the transition out of our current system, but to also uh, shape that transition so that our system changes in a way that delivers better care for all. I think that there are uh, major changes ahead regardless uh, because our uh, current system is unsustainable. So the next several years, we are going to see a significant transition, and we want to help ensure that that transition actually results in better care. But of course, to get to this point on any large-scale level, it raises the question of what the future of healthcare should look like what would happen if we were to you know radically reduce uh, preventable illness and given the limitations we currently face what should be the role of a medical doctor right now Some of you listening may be distrustful of mainstream medicine um, if, like so many others with migraines, you've only seen your condition worsen over the years, accompanied by ever-increasing amounts of medication. Um, The natural inclination there might be to just reject mainstream medicine in totality. Yet one of the other commonalities in our organization is that we're all Western-trained physicians, and without a doubt... Uh, We've made enormous progress in many ways in Western medicine uh, through the use of the tools of science, and we all fundamentally believe in a scientific, evidence-based approach to the care of patients. So we think that rejecting all of Western medicine would be a huge mistake. Again, the real issue here is systemic and structural, and ultimately what's needed is a structural overhaul so uh, that we're matched to the people we have the tools to help and we need to bring in an evolutionary perspective that's conspicuously absent from uh, the field of medicine and has led us to recommend lots of foolishness over the past half century, uh, particularly as it applies to matters of nutrition and lifestyle. So what kind of system can we imagine where we retain all that's good uh, with Western medicine and, and don't end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater, while at the same time effectively treating the vast majority of uh, people in the medical clinics today with chronic uh, preventable illnesses? Ultimately, I think that future involves the, the uh, system splitting uh, into kind of two different arms. Um, one... A system for acute care medicine, which is again what I said Western medicine is good at, and then a different system for preventative uh, and wellness care. And uh, I think Western medicine will always be the pl- primary place to go for acute care. As I said before, Western medicine has done many great things, and many of the problems we currently see, the central one being its inability to provide adequate care to the majority of the patient population we now see should not be taken to mean that Western medicine is inherently bad or not useful, but rather that it's been thrust into a position it wasn't intended for. It'd be like going to school to become a computer programmer and then you show up for work and you're asked to operate a forklift. The rational conclusion there wouldn't be that computer programming isn't useful, but rather that it's just not up to that task. And one of the missions of our organization, and I think others uh, that are similarly aligned, is to try to bring about this future. But until that day comes, um, conventional doctors will continue to see people uh, with problems for which the current system is ill-suited to solve and may actually uh, exacerbate and we'll have to figure out a way to provide benefits uh, despite those limitations. Furthermore, um, as we develop a more robust system for preventative and wellness care, as well as care of patients with chronic uh, illnesses that are largely driven by lifestyle, we want to continue to use the same tools and techniques that have led to so many uh, breakthroughs in medicine and that are crucial in understanding what's true in health. But for the consumer of healthcare, The current situation presents a massively confusing picture, and part of that's because uh, we're in this state of transition, and if you go outside of the conventional system, uh, it's still kind of the Wild West uh, with a really low signal-to-noise ratio, and so it's hard for the uh, average consumer to separate what's credible from what isn't, or what's fraudulent. And this goes too for the available information on the internet. Um, while access to quality information on sustaining health and wellness continues to grow at really an unpre- unprecedented rate, the amount of misleading and potentially dangerous information uh, also grows and even at an even faster uh, rate. So the uh, signal to noise ratio continues to lessen. But hopefully, understanding these different factors will help you to make some sense of uh, the broader healthcare system and how you can sort of make the most of it for yourself as an individual. So there's obviously lots of work ahead and lots that needs to change to to deliver the kind of uh, care that we uh, really need. But there's also reason for optimism as if we can make these sort of changes, uh, we can uh, make massive uh, improvements in the state of uh, health uh, overall. And you can really help spur on this change. Uh, Like I've said before, I ultimately think that this is going to be grassroots and bottom-up movement. And it will ultimately be driven by growing numbers of people who are experiencing results that our conventional treatments with pharmaceuticals just can't touch. So if you want to help our organization fulfill its mission, keep sharing your own experiences with others, uh, including your healthcare providers, and you can even let them know that our organization uh, exists if they're interested and want to learn more. Again, we're on the web at ancestraldoctors.org, and we'll also soon be launching a podcast, and I will be one of the um, co-hosts on that. All right, so that's all for this short episode of The Miracle Moment. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me, and now it's time to go out and slay the beast.